You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. And the big winners just keep coming. Uh, one that was on the horizon just the other day, Kensington, uh, get the full name, KCAC, uh, on, on the New York. And uh, uh, it, it went literally from roughly 80 cents. Uh, the common went up to about $7.50. It exploded on the news of a merger. Yeah, I guess that was that was the warrant. That was on the warrant side. So again, you, you know, you're looking at five, six, seven hundred percent. Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers, and I'm going to be touching base in today's episode and speaking with Dudley Baker of CommonStockWarrants.com. Dudley, if you haven't listened to my previous interviews with him, is an expert when it comes to investing in common stock warrants in the resource sector, but not only the resource sector. His website offers uh, a full database of tradable warrants beyond the resource sector. So if you're interested in trading in warrants, not only interested in resource stocks or resource stock warrants, please do head on over to Common Stock Warrants. And Dudley is also a passionate resource and mining stock investor. And so Dudley, welcome back onto the show. And how about we start off with getting your commentary regarding what we're seeing in the gold stocks and mining stocks. Uh, how, how do you analyze it based on your decades of experience in this sector? Okay, great. Great to be back with you, Bill. Yeah, in, in the uh, my audio, I do an audio for subscribers every Thursday evening. So uh, uh, just uh, re- recently, I-, I was telling them and showing them charts of where I see where we're at. And we've got a little bit more weakness here in, in gold and silver. But but basically, I think we're wrapping up this consolidation mode in gold and silver and even the shares. And I'm looking forward to it. It could happen at any time. I think we come back to the upside. But right now, we've still got uh, obviously a little the markets are telling us a little more work to do, a little bit more consolidation. But I think this is all really healthy. The big picture I have in my mind, and if I can just kind of paint it uh, for our listeners here, is 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 that the 1900 level in gold. So you know, you go back to the to 2011, and we touched the you know ex- exceeded 1900 a little bit. You come over here now in today's world, and we took out the 1900, and we took it up to what almost. 21, 2200 in gold. And now we're settled back down and we're sitting right there. So I look at that. We got double peaks at 1900. That is our new long term support for gold. And I think right now this is acting very, very well. And this is going to give us with September about about four months or so of, of this consolidation right here around this 1900 level. It's going to give us a great base to go up substantially higher on this next leg up. So, you know, I would not be surprised to see the 2,500, 2,700 uh, level reached, uh, you know, late, later this year. I think once this consolidation's over, I, I think we're going to have another really great rise. And silver's doing something very similar as well, just consolidating right in the $26, $27 range. And I think that's amazing. And so, yeah, the, when it gets to shares, shares get individual shares get a little bit dicier. But I think we're wrapping up this consolidation uh, period. So I'm looking forward to getting this party started all over again. Dudley, if you're going to initiate a new position at this time, are you doing that primarily in the open market or are you going to do that through private placements? Well, I, I do a little bit of everything now. And, and, and I want to give you kudos because the last time that we chatted, uh, I know you mentioned a website that I have gone to now. Uh, 
it, it's it's not competitive, but, and uh, it, but even if it were, we're all here to get information. I, I think as investors, okay, like-minded investors in the mining space. But there's another. So besides mine, common stock warrants, where we got all of the stock warrants that are trading in the U.S. and Canada. The other site that you mentioned to me last uh, last time we chatted was PrivatePlacements.com. These are all of the private placements, and they're coming out of Canada now. This can present issues for U.S. investors, but if we have Canadian listeners and investors, uh, this is an, an awesome website. Uh, since we talked last time, I came into three different private placements that have all done well. They have, uh, they all have uh, holes, you know, four-month holes on all of them. So it takes me into basically late December. But I, my situation is different. I am a, a U.S. person. But I've lived in Mexico now for over 21 years. I'm also a Mexican citizen. Uh, but I managed, oh gosh, 12 to 15 years ago to get a Canadian brokerage account uh, at Canaccord. So Canaccord uh, Genuity. Uh, still had a few shares sitting there. I called up probably uh, late June and they said, Mr. Baker, what, we, what can we do for you? Are you ready to liquidate your account? I hadn't done any business with them in years. And I said, no, I want to dust it off and go to work, man. I said, holy God, we're going to have to find a broker to, ha to handle your account. It's like So within 10 minutes, I had a, a phone call from a really nice guy. We dusted off the account. And so that has given me the ability to do these private placements. But I, I, I just mentioned it to people that do have that ability of it is a great website, privateplacements.com, and everything there is is uh, will be Canadian stocks and will be just those warrants in connection in connection with the private placements. But they've got a section that they update every day after the market close as to the, the most recent of the coming private placements, and it really gives you a good handle. You know whether you're looking for warrants or, or half warrants or whatever with the with the placements. It, it really is a, a detailed site. They've done a great job of putting everything together. So I like to think now my resource is privateplacements.com over here and common stock warrants over here on the other side so that investors know all the warrants that are out there in the universe uh, that, are, that are available. Are you able to share any warrants in the resource sector that you've been tracking that you find intriguing? Most of them that I find intriguing. Uh, you've already bought? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I passed the point of being intrigued. It's like if when when they're intriguing for me, that means I, I've got to buy them. So you know, uh, there's a couple of interest interesting plays that right now uh, I'm, I'm mentioning the names, but time is running short. You know, I'm always a guy that said in a perfect world we've got two years or more remaining life on the warrant before we start looking at it. The exception here is that I think the next 12 months is going to be explosive. That's never a guarantee. You and I know that in this space. We've been disappointed probably before. But uh, where Equinox Gold, I mean, that warrant is going to expire in roughly a year. Uh, uh, it still has probably some good leverage. They had some disappointing news the other day that one of the mines down here in Mexico, they've got a labor situation going on and uh, shut down one of their producing mines that did not make me happy. Uh, I hope they get that situation resolved soon. Uh, another company that's got a warrant that's uh, Exelon Resources, uh, more of a silver play here, producer here in Mexico as well, uh, a little less than a year now, 
uh, and they just did a one for five rollback just two days ago so that they can get the price up to get listed on, on the New York Stock Exchange. So it still trades on the Toronto and, and will by the end of this month, we'll have a full listing on the NYSE, which will be cool. So again, interesting situations, both of them, but there's a gigantic caution flag that's going on due to the diminishing time that remains on those warrants. And so, but there's there's other warrants in, in our database that, that have got longer lives. Uh, you, you know, a few that we, we probably mentioned last time, Grand Columbia Gold, that, that's backed off a little bit. Uh, warrants still look me, good to me. I've got a really nice position uh, in those. Uh, probably got over three and a half years of remaining life, so we don't have to worry about the clock ticking off on us. Last time, too, I mentioned probably Mex, Mex Gold, Mexican Gold, uh, MEX. Uh, rather thinly traded those warrants, but they still have got oh roughly a four-year remaining life. This is a little expiration play. I'm always one of these guys that I'm looking when these markets get explosive, everything is going to go up. The dogs, the cats, everything, and probably going to go up tenfold, twentyfold just because. And when this happens then the, the warrants, of course, of course, are just along for the ride. So we a lot of these I look at, I'm looking at the potential if I'm buying it for pennies, uh, I could easily be selling them for dollars. With Dudley, we also talked about Highcroft Mining, and I've received emails about this company in the last several weeks. Can you give us your updated take on Highcroft Mining? I know you talked to that management team. Yeah, and we talked to the management team, uh, you know, great guys. Uh, oh, gosh, that... Uh, that was some some time back, and then the the really the stock took off. It had a, a great run from probably ten or eleven dollars up to like sixteen, uh, just like a rocket ship, fifty percent for the common. And then they had some uh, you know production problems or management problems there in Nevada, and the shares just came tumbling back down, as did the warrants. And so normally, yeah, and I had a position in close to a dollar uh, for the warrant. Uh, it got up in probably just a little bit over four dollars on on one day, uh, and then when the stocks start coming back down, of course the warrants obviously come back down as well. So you know it was somewhere in the two dollar range that I decided, well, I'm I'm just going to take I'm going to take my my funds and maybe I'll come back in again another day. So basically, I left I, I sold the Highcroft warrants, uh, still had roughly a hundred percent or so gain, so can't feel too bad about it. But and I'm just looking for another entry point myself, uh, I, and I think there will be another entry point. It's still sitting today uh, our, in, in our time zone, probably $100, $60, $70 uh, for those warrants uh, trading in the U.S. market. And uh, if, if I could see it uh, closer to a dollar, I'd probably be back in as well, because I think longer term, that will be a good opportunity. The five-year life on the warrant, right? Yes. So no, we've got lots, lots and lots of time. So the uh, uh, same same thing. They, they've got uh, an eleven dollars and fifty cent exercise price. So you know we get the stock back to fifteen or sixteen. It's going to be back to the three to four dollars or, or more. So it still I think has good opportunity. It's just a matter now. When do you come in? How do you come in? And uh, every, everybody can you know, has their own opinion there. I just just kind of like to see a dollar if we can get it, but but may not may not get it. May not get close to getting it. So. But I've got I've got it on my radar screen. But I've got hundreds of companies on my radar screen. So, so just a lot of great opportunities in our database right now at Comstock Warrants. We've got 
oh gosh, well over 400 companies that have stock warrants that are trading. Uh, you know, from the resource sector, uh, more more often than not, they're they're on the Canadian side in our Canadian database. In the U.S., you know, there's a there's a lot of biotech companies, uh, pharmaceutical companies, and then this this area we talked about last time. I know I I referenced it almost totally last time as as blank check companies. And uh, it's probably more properly known as the SPACs, S-P-A-C, which stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Corporation. And right now there are over, and my intrigue, uh, attraction to this sector is all of these companies are issued with stock warrants. So we've got roughly 100 companies right now in the database, all of which are looking for an acquisition. Some of them are, have, have announced an acquisition, and normally it's three months before it actually closes, so there's a time delay. Once they actually close that transaction, then the warrants from that closing date will have five years of remaining life. So that's where our big opportunities come in. Now, and, and right now, on our radar screen, we've got roughly 40 companies, additional SPACs, that have already IPO'd and, and are going through the period, it's normally 45 to, to 52 days before the warrant, before the units split, and, and the warrants will start trading separately. So we've got another 40 or so companies that are coming in the coming weeks. So it's an explosion within this entire industry. And to me, it's, it, the only way I can put it is giving all of us so many opportunities it's getting a handle on what these opportunities are. How do you approach it? What are we looking for? So we're trying to manage this data behind the scene, and we're getting better better at it every day. And uh, and eventually, we'll have another subsection of our databases just allocated to the the blank check companies, SBACs, so that we can change our headers at the top and and give much more specific information that investors are looking for and will need with respect to this this whole category. But it's incredible. And my, my son and I have, have bannered this around as to why is this explosion going on in, in the in the SPACs at the moment. And and we're we're talking about uh, yeah the one that just that just came uh, just split yesterday and the warrants just started trading to actually today is on Pershing Square. And this one they their IPO is for four billion dollars. The amount of money in this sector is is unbelievable. And to think all of these companies are looking for acquisitions. They're looking to merge with a private company that is going to go, that will go public via the merger with a blind check company. So Dudley, last time when you were on the show, I asked you the question, how do you do fundamental analysis to decipher and discern where you would put your money in one of these uh, blank check companies. And you said it's so difficult, Bill, to get a hold of somebody and do that. So what more actionable intelligence are you and your son providing through your database? I mean, should I take $10,000 and just throw $1,000 at 10 different companies? Or how do you gamble on a, a blank check company? Yeah. And, and out of, out of say the hundred or so, it does become challenging. Uh, the information right now that we got our database, and, and we're we're continuing to try to work and brainstorm on on exactly what your question is here. And uh, but basically, what so much of the core information for any of these individual companies is all buried in their SEC documents, all in that that initial prospectus. 
Okay, we link to that for every company that's, that's out there. So this tells you, you know, the amount of money they're raising, uh, everything. And then normally this, this goes on for 80 to 100 pages. Well, it will tell you about, you know, who is the management of this blank check company? Uh, you know, what, what are they looking for, a proposed business that they are interested in? Sometimes they get specific. Normally it's just very, very generalized. And they keep it like an open policy they, that they could do a merger with, with virtually anybody. Uh, some of the companies you'll see uh, every now and then you'll see that they're, they're Chinese. Well, personally, I just they're in our database because they're, they're still trading in the United States. I X those off of my list because I just don't have an interest in going there. There's a few every now and then you see that their focus will be to acquire a company in Brazil. Okay. And again, for me, not being completely comfortable with that, I just X that off of my radar screen. So I'm, I, it's like, how can we dwindle, dwindle this list down to a more manageable uh, situation? Uh, and, I, and where the real opportunities come in is if you can buy the warrants that uh, when they are trading for less than a dollar, and some of these went really, really cheap on the big plunge back in March and April when the markets just all melted down. And uh, now I look back at those charts and I'm just thinking, God, where, where was I? Where, where, where was I at when these literally just plunged almost nothing? But it, it, it is a mechanism. And uh, my, my son is, is kind of really becoming a computer programmer here now and, and finished some uh, hardcore classes at Penn State. And, uh, uh, and we're trying to get to whether, uh, figure out whether there are some algorithms that we can develop that will help us dwindle this down, you know, looking at price, looking at volume, looking at all kind of different little factors and, uh, and to come up with a list of, of 10 or so and say, well, that's a high probability, you know, uh, it gives us a better shot of, of picking the next big winners. So, and the big winners just keep coming. Uh, one that was on the horizon just the other day, Kensington, uh, I forget the full name, KCAC, uh, on, on the New York. And, uh, uh, it, it went literally from roughly 80 cents. Uh, the common went up to about seven dollars and fifty cents. It exploded on the news of a merger, and uh, and and yeah, I guess that was that was the warrant. That was on the warrant side. So again, you, you know, you're looking at five, six, seven hundred percent. And in what time frame again was that? That it went up seven hundred percent? We're talking probably three weeks. Wow. No, we're not we're not talking about years like like the the game that we're kind of used to play. You know, in the resource sector. This is happening. This is all. This is all in real time. So when these guys do a merger, uh, and then, and then it is a deal. There, there's almost a, t- a couple of cycles that go on because there's a there's an announcement of an emer- of a merger. Say with with the Kensington shares uh, spike up. Everybody's excited. I mean, shares go crazy. The warrant goes crazy. The reality is, all of these transactions normally take three months before they really close. So that means there's a lot of negotiations still between both sides, you know, uh, and and then what you'll find is is those shares and warrants are going to come back down a, a big percentage, and they may retrace 50 percent. At which point, then over the couple of months, the we're getting closer and closer to the formalization of that merger, and then the stocks and the warrants go for another ride. 
And this is the real ride because then then that warrant has the five-year life. So what you're describing is kind of like that Lasan chart we look at, right? You know, the, the, the two humps on the Lasan chart in the life cycle of a mining share, almost there's a similarity. Yeah. So you, you're almost going to get two shots at, at two kicks at the can here. The big, the big kick is right on the beginning. How do you, how do you buy these warrants basically for pennies and, and, and try to be on board before the explosion happens? Uh, but then you almost immediately have to pull the trigger. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe two days is all you're going to be. I mean, once the, like, like on that warrant, it just, uh, it just went crazy. Uh, one day it, it went up from the, from the dollar range to the $5 range. And the next day had another kick up to seven fifty. And I'm on the phone with my son. I said, man, if I own this, if, if, and this was on our radar screen, my son and I talked about this damn company and neither one of us had a position. But we talked about it when it was 80 cents and we could have been there. And, and, but, but it was just, you, you can't own everything, but we, we missed this one. And we keep saying we can't miss the next one. So how do we get our system refined for us and for our subscribers where we can help? you know, everybody participating in these things. So fascinating opportunities. But, uh, but yeah, I would have definitely been gone uh, if you'd have given it 48 hours to say, I'm going to stay one more day. And then it opened at $7 and went to $7.50 and said, I'm out of here. And then, then you write it on back down. And if, if you're lucky, you can come back into that warrant, maybe at $3. Uh, and then, because it, it sounds like, you know, these mergers are taking place. These are all uh, going to be s- substantial companies at the end of the day. And a lot of these that are coming into the automotive sector, the electric, uh, you know, electric battery sector, the, all, all of this stuff, they, they just are exploding just because of the sector that they are in. My last question on these blank check companies, it's almost like you want to find a prospectus of one of these blank check companies that is pursuing something in a hot sector, would that be the ideal place to put your money on on a speculative bet in one of these companies? Yeah, that, that's def, that's definitely the way to do it. And and basically, the only way is we're we're getting a little better ourselves in our database. We're we're trying to put down a general idea of what is what is their business. What are they looking? You know, uh, if sometimes they're and and the only way you do that is I look through each prospectus. So that's the time-consuming process right now. Is I look to each of these hundred plus prospectuses and I'm looking for certain information. Uh, I'm looking for a couple of buzzwords, you know, and, uh, and this is what we're trying to now put in the database. We call it, it, it got the name of the company. You got it. It's a blank check company, but now what is it? the subclass is like, is that going to be autos or electric or, or oil and gas or, or pharmaceuticals, you know, whatever their companies are looking for technology, etc. And that all so much depends upon what is the management background behind it. But in there, we do have the link to the SEC document, to the original prospectus, so that each that each person can 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 go down relatively quickly. You've got you've got a lot of data to go through, but uh, it's a filtering process. It's a filtering process. But let me uh, before we wrap up, just mention one cool thing on our website. We've been trying to make a lot of changes, and uh, uh, and and. And my son has put together what he calls a warrant calculator. So we've got maybe five or six different companies' examples, uh, some of which we, we've talked about, the Nikola Motors, uh, uh, Dragon Kings, uh, there was Virgin Galactic, uh, there was an old example a few years ago, Northern Dynasty, one of the mining stocks, all of these that had stock warrants. So we got this warrant calculator on our homepage now. And what you can do, you can see the net result. 
But you can put in, if you want to put in, say, if you would have invested $1,000 or 3000 or 5000 or 10000 whatever you want, uh, then it will show you company by company how much you would have made, what your percentage gain that you would have made and how many dollars your your $1,000 or $10,000 would be worth had you rode that baby from the bottom to the top. It is staggering to see it in front of you, and it's really staggering to see a chart. Uh, and, and I mean, the, the gains are, are so awesome. Uh, it's, uh, it's almost mind blowing that, uh, it, it almost doesn't seem real, but, but it is real and it's happening right in front of us with so many, so many of these, but, but in the case of Northern dynasty and, and the other one we've got on there that we talked about last time too, was, uh, Orizon gold. I know in our example, uh, last time uh, I, I told you that I owned it and we, it would trade it as low as five cents, and and it it uh, it come all the way up to thirty five cents. Well, subsequently to that, it's been to sixty nine cents. So that's almost another double. And I think now we're back at uh, you know fifty five cents, something like that. Uh, but we still have a lot of time. So all of these, it it is a deal, and it's always behooves anybody if you get a great winner. There's never anything wrong with with taking some dollars off the table, you know, take taking those gains, redeploy those, come back into something else that you think has not moved yet. That's that's what I am usually pretty good at doing. Always I like to have a basket over here that I can say, well, I had extra money. What would I buy today? And uh, and so that normally works out well. The day's going to come. That's going to be a real challenge because everything goes up in a rip roaring bull market and you're ready to reinvest, it's going to be more and more difficult to find something that hadn't moved substantially. So it's, and your risk is just increased as you, as you keep buying, buying uh, at higher prices uh, as it goes on. So there will be a point that, that we've got to pull back. I think, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not even near that point right now. Probably intuitively we will know that, but, uh, but no, there's a lot of great things going on with our site. We've got, we got it where everything is sortable uh, you know, by the company name, by the symbol, by the, uh, more importantly, probably is the extra exercise, uh, uh, or expiration date. Yes. Well, I can tell you this, that I have a, a good friend who told me in the last cycle, he said, Bill, I made a lot of 15 baggers. And the reason I did is because I subscribed to Dudley service and he traded warrants, basically followed Dudley in and out of a lot of trades and was very successful. To learn more about Dudley Service and how to learn about these blink check companies and get access to this database, head on over to commonstockwarrants.com and you'll find all your information you need there. There's also a contact tab if you want to reach out to Dudley. I've been receiving comments or excuse me, questions about trading stock warrants in the resource sector, but really I'm not your man. Dudley's your man when it comes to that. So so go ahead and reach out to him. Dudley, really appreciate your insights. Thanks for coming on today's show. Really appreciate being with you, Bill. Thank you much. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances 
uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns, as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.